episode three of To Death. We're going to do a take two on this one. <laughs> yeah. We recorded this whole episode last night. Whole thing. Whole thing. It was really funny. Um, but we did actually not record it. <laughs> yeah. I got, It looks like we just streamed it and didn't do the, uh, the, the thing where you can save the videos. Whoops-a-daisies. So we're going to try and do it again. <laughs> so take two on this. So, we hope that this is um, going to work out this time. We'll see. Growing pains. Yeah. Right? We'll see. It, it's fine. <laughs> Alright, so what horrible story are we doing this time? So, on, I think it was the last episode you had talked about Bonnie and Clyde. We're a lot like, um, it sounded like the movie Natural Born Killers. Yes. So, yes, which is an awesome movie, by the way. It's a great movie. Woody Harrelson and Juliette Lewis is her name? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a great movie, but it's also just really disturbing uh-huh. and intense. So not a feel-good movie. No, it, you need to take a shower after that one. Yeah, and preferably not for people under 18. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe 16 if, you know, you're cool. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a, fuck, it's really a fucked up movie. Though. Yeah. Like, parents, parents' discretion. Yeah. So I decided to kind of look into that, and I actually found the real case that influenced the making of that movie. Which is so you're saying it wasn't Bonnie and Clyde? It was not. Okay. So it was actually modeled after Charles Starkweather and Carol Ann Fugate. Oh. Ever heard of them? Which you kind of have because I told you this story last night, but you know. Sure. So it's, it's fresh on my mind, I suppose, but I've never heard these names again. And I, I know. I, and they're still hard for me to remember, so. I'm kind of surprised this Stark case Weather is... Stark Weather and Fugate. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised this case is not... Fugate. Like, what does Fugate remind me of? I don't know. A fugue state? No, maybe, yeah. <laughs> what is it? What is it? It's, it's something. Uh-huh. It sounded familiar last time when we did this, too, and I couldn't put my finger up. Oh, whatever. I don't know. Maybe you know someone with that last name? <sighs> Maybe. It's like Frigate, which is a boat, which is a level on GoldenEye 007, the N64 game. <laughs> it does sound like Fugue State. Anyways, continue. <laughs> so, we'll start off by talking about Mr. Charles Starkweather here. He was born in 1938. And he was born in Lincoln, Nebraska. He was the third of seven children. His family was... You know, a very middle-class family. Which is not what the, the name sounds like. Starkweather. It sounds very yes. fancy. Right, yes. It just reminds me, it was a street name in my hometown. And that's what it reminds me I of. I bet you they had money and then they lost it. You think so? Like, in their family history yeah, somewhere? Yeah, there was shame. They got shamed and had to do the walk, the naked walk <laughs> of shame while people threw the, the, the fruits and stuff. Oh, that would suck. It explains probably why this person went downhill. I'm sure that's what happened. I mean, I kind of, I think there's other reasons he went downhill. His dad was a carpenter, his mom was a waitress, so they're just, you know, kind of... Is that why they went downhill? They had respectable American jobs? No, I was saying, I think there's other reasons he went downhill and not not him. Not the parents. Yeah, not the parents. Gotcha. So, when he was born, he was born with a, a mild birth defect called genu verum, which is, literally, he was bow legged. Okay. Like I said, I didn't realize that was a birth defect. I thought it was just kind of the way people's legs were shaped. 
I always thought it, it depended like on how bad it was. I played I played football, high school football with a guy. I don't want to say his name, but he was relatively bow-legged and he was a running back. Yeah, I mean He wasn't a starting running back, but he he could move. I remember this girl I grew up with. She was an amazing gymnast. Like the best I'd ever seen. I'm so surprised she never went to the Olympics or even tried. Yeah. But I remember her being bow-legged and I actually thought it looked kind of cool. Okay. And I would try to stand like her because I thought her legs looked so cool. All right. It's so weird. <laughs> it's got, I hey, have no idea cool. why. But he was bow-legged. I mean, you know, it could have been worse. Trendsetters. But he also had a really bad speech impediment growing up. Mm. And he was a really slow learner. Had some um, learning disabilities. Oh, no. And he got made fun of really bad. He also had a severe form of myopia, which means he couldn't really see very well. Ah, good. I was going to, again, ask what that is, because I totally forgot. Yes. Myopia. That's a certain type of vision loss? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know a lot about it. Okay. But he couldn't see very well, so this poor kid got made fun of a lot in school. And it kind of turned him into what he was. He got made fun of so much... Yeah, but yeah, you know, a lot of kids, a lot of kids get bullied in school. That's very true. Not all of them turn, don't into, turn into murderers. murderers. Yeah, so I don't <laughs> know if that excuse flies. No, it's definitely not an excuse, but more kind of explains his psyche a little bit, I guess. I guess we'll see. So he found in middle school that he really excelled in gym, and he was really good at physical activity. Okay, so the bow-leggedness had no negative no impact. No, he was so. Okay, kid. that's what I thought. Like, like I said, I played high school football with the guy, and he had bow legged. That's why I find it weird that they refer to it as a birth defect. That is, I, I, I imagine it can be so bad where you have a hard time. You walk it. Yeah. You might need like braces or something. Maybe there's like, you know, differing severities. Degrees, yeah, of it. severities. That's the word. Yeah. 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 Look at that. <laughs> Good job. So, he got really good at physical activities, and he ended up getting a lot stronger, gained more confidence because of getting that. Getting strong now. Rock, you know, Rocky. <laughs> I've yeah. never seen Rocky. You, you've never seen any Rocky movie? No. All right. I want to pause this and stop this now and go watch. How? What? <laughs> Not a single one? Not a single one. Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> Not... Hey, oh, oh. Mm, mm. I don't like that at all. Anyways, Look, moving I'm not on. Opposed to it. I can't focus now. Oh, come on. You gotta focus Fine, here. all right. This is our second run here. Come all right. on. Okay. <laughs> Just, I, I don't know if I can get over this. All right. I, I'm open to watching them, very much so. I just never have. All right, all right. Same as I've never seen Karate Kid. Never seen that either. And you still haven't seen Top Gun, have you? No. God, that's fine. That That's more acceptable than any Rocky movie. No wonder you you need help getting inspired sometimes. You've never seen Rocky. <laughs> I know like the songs from Rocky. It's, no, you need to be you need the whole emotional roller coaster that is a Rocky movie to be like, hell yeah, <laughs> I can do this. Okay, well let's we'll go watch Rocky. Yeah, we need a whole lot of '80s movies. Yes. Pump up, yes, kick ass was, America, fuck yeah movies. I know what I was doing in the '80s. I was like a baby well i mean i didn't watch it in the 80s i watched it later Uh on tv like reformatted for tv yeah i was watching melrose place (laughs) beverly hills 90210 boring (laughs) sorry oh and i watched er 
Uh, ER? ER? Oh, the one with uh, Clooney. Yeah. And uh, the guy from Top Gun. But you wouldn't know that, would you? No. Dr. Green oh, okay. is a goose from right. Top Gun. Great balls of fire. He sang it very well. Played it on the piano. And then something else happens. I'm not going to spoil this 40-year-old movie. Okay, thank you. I still want to see the sequel. So we can't... Oh, all right. Anyways, back to murder. <laughs> back to murder. So with his newfound like confidence and being really good at like you know it doesn't say like what specific sport all i thought was he was good at gym so okay. i don't know what that really means <laughs> okay <laughs> who knows what he was good just at just general just general fitness fitness i guess yeah, okay. so he decided he was now going to be the bully yeah so instead of being like hey i'm just going to help the little guys you like i'll protect people from getting bullied he's like no fuck that i'm just going to start bullying people it's my turn to start smashing yes. so that is what he did he right. was very mean he started bullying other people and then his whole life changed when he saw rebel without a cause which is a james dean movie james dean never um watched any of his movies me neither know what he looks like but um he uh charles starkweather became really fixated on james dean i know what he looks like because i watched uh a Bruce Lee movie, not even a real Bruce Lee movie, but like the semi-documentary fake kind of Bruce Lee movie called Dragon. And Bruce Lee was apparently a James Dean fan. And there was a poster of him on his wall oh. after this guy in a boat telling him how he can't you know, do anything because he's an Asian American. So like he said, the white man won't let you do anything. Mm. They're just going to put you over a mountain and blow you up. Oh, wow. Like, like he referring to the Chinese like railroad construction people. Mm -hmm. But uh, Bruce Lee's like, nah, I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna do shit, and he he put the James Dean poster on his window, or oh. not, not on his window, on his wall, sir. Okay. From the window to the wall. I'm not gonna finish that. Right. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he got really fixated on James Dean. He wanted to look just like him, so he got the whole look going: sure. the hair, the leather jacket, the whole the like whole greaser. greaser. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was his new look, and kind of he um. He tried to like personify that too, right? Sure. He started like putting like uh, toothpicks in his mouth and like flipping the like cigarette. coins. Yeah, pretty much. I'm assuming. I don't know. <laughs> That's a major assumption on yeah. my part. Of course, you got to have that the lean against like the fence. Uh huh. Right? Oh yeah, so you can hold up the walls. Hold up the walls. <laughs> Leaning. I don't get. Is that a is that a Big John Little John <laughs> no. reference? Actually, when you said leaning, I yeah. I was thinking about um. No, they just lean against the fence and no, they, no. they. Oh, okay. And they just flick their little quarter and they, you know. Oh, okay. Now they hassle people walking about. by trying to like get them to like extort them for like loans or whatever or like. Like, hey kid, you need some money, and then they give them money, and then they come back wanting double the money, or they break their knees. Oh wow! Like mobs are like gangster shit, but like mm -hmm. low key, lower stuff. Yikes. Yeah. When you said leaning, I was thinking Keith Morrison because he always leans on stuff. When okay. He's doing Dateline. All right, that's that's interesting too. But no, it wasn't like Keith Morrison. When also when you said leaning, I thought maybe you thought I meant like when people drink lean, like the the cough oh, syrup. No, I didn't think mix. that. I was like, is that what she thought I meant by leaning? <laughs> I was like, well, that's a, that's a leap. <laughs> but maybe, but no, you went Keith Morrison. Yeah. But no. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry. Back to it. I think we're avoiding this because it's terrible. 
think we're avoiding talking about this whole thing. I just think it's really terrible. I'm just having fun. Yeah, same. But it does get terrible. All right, well, continue. <laughs> So, in 1956, Charles Starkweather, ooh, I just, like, totally butchered that name. Charles Starkweather was introduced to 13-year-old Carol Ann Fugate. Oh, that's right. Yes. He said he was 18, right? He was 18. She was 13, which yeah. is such a terrible that's age not... gap. I hate it. And I believe I mentioned, where the hell are the parents? Again, <laughs> like, what kind of parents allow these things to happen? Like, no, nah, it's okay. Like, if either... either Either one, either set of parents. That's true. But, you know, it doesn't really say how her parents felt about it, really, or his. I mean, later in the story... They should have felt enough about it where it wasn't a thing enough to be part of the history of the story. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? This is like the late 50s. I don't know. I don't know if that was... I don't know, like, a... culturally if that was, like, more accepted back then. Or this is the what? United States, right? Yeah. Yeah, know, I don't Nebraska. know. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Why did Nebraska oh. change that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, come on. <laughs> They've got good corn. You're going to have to apologize for all, they, to all our Nebraska I, listeners. I think they know. <laughs> you think they I, know? I think they know. Okay. Sorry, Nebraskans. Sorry to our whole zero Nebraskan person that listens. (laughs) They know. (laughs) They know. So he. You know, you're from a little town from the middle of nowhere. You know. Yeah, but is like the whole state of Nebraska just a little town in the middle of nowhere? Like you take where you're from and just scale it up to the size of Nebraska, and that's kind of what it is. Well, then, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. Is what's what's going on in Nebraska? Anyways, (laughs) continue, please. No. So he drops out of high school. Yeah. Which I mean, he was 18. I guess he's probably at the end of it, anyways. Yeah. I would assume. So he drops out. May as well just finish at that point. You would think so. At 18, you've only got a few months. I've seen so many people drop out their senior year. And I'm like, oh my god, you have like one semester left. And just got do the, it. And, you, and the easy classes. Exactly. Mm. Ugh. Anyways, he drops out. And he gets employed, actually a pretty good job, working for the Western Union newspaper warehouse. Well, there you go. But the only reason he got that job was to be closer to Carol Ann's middle school. Because to the, the to the school, yeah. Like, oh, that's so creepy. It's so creepy. Like, who doesn't go get a job just to be close to their girlfriend's middle school? <laughs> yeah, that's not like, a thing. That, that should not be a phrase. A sentence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Ugh, which makes me feel. Sorry to be laughing about this stuff, but I mean, what else do you do? You laugh or you cry, right? It's really like an uncomfortable laughter. Uh, yeah. More. Yeah. It's like almost just the absurdity of man, kind of. Yeah. I suppose. Like, it's it's the what the fuck. It's, it's, it's a lot of super what the like fuck. What? Yeah. Anyways. So he, so he starts working there. Yeah. All the employees later on said that he was the dumbest person in their warehouse. Okay. Like he just was not great at his job. He had to tell him things multiple times. Right. And I don't know. Like I feel but bad. You said earlier he did he have a learning, learning disability. Yeah. Or maybe he was just apathetic about that job. Like he just didn't, didn't care. care. I mean, who knows which one it was. Maybe a little column A, little column B. So he ended up um, he ended up getting in a huge fight with his dad and had a falling out where they didn't speak anymore. And his dad actually made him move out because he was trying to teach Carol Ann how to drive. Uh-huh. The 13-year-old. She, the 13-year-old. And she was driving his dad's 1959 Ford. And he, she wrecked it. So, but which it wasn't a classic. That was like 
a brand new car that just came out, right? Where is that the year? Yeah, 1956. In? This was a 1949. So, I mean, it was, you know. You said 1949? Yeah. Okay. 1949 1949 Ford. Mm -hmm. I believe so, you said 59. Oh, did I? I think I'm so. Sorry. That's a big difference. That's a big difference in what kind of car it is. <laughs> 1949. Those 59s look dope. Those 49s? Mm. Nah. <laughs> I don't have any idea what one of those cars would look like. Like the 50s style cars are all like long, like those cool ones with like the flared out like okay. uh, taillights. They kind of look, they're like huge like boats. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah, right. Okay. This big slab style. The 40s ones are more like Mickey Mouse box kind of style. Well, okay. Not not that bad, but more in that direction. Well, he was not happy about his son's girlfriend, young girlfriend, wrecking his car. He, so he, he shouldn't have been happy about the 13-year-old girlfriend. You would think that that's what he would be mad about. On the other hand, you said this guy had learning problems, speech impediments, and all the things. Mm -hmm. Maybe he was just like, hey, at least some girl's better than no girl for Ugh. my boy. Yuck. I don't know. Just saying. I'm just trying to figure it out. I don't I'm think you running... can. <laughs> I guess not. I don't think you can figure it out. Yeah. It's gross regardless. Yeah. So Starkweather, after he gets kicked out of the house, he quits his really well-paying warehouse job and starts um, working for um, a garbage collection company. So he so quit. Trash man. He quit the. He quit the warehouse. Yes. He didn't get fired despite being no, like he said he the just dumbest. Quit. Okay. Mm -hmm. And went on to work as a garbage collector. He must have been charming then. Yeah, to keep a job and not be very good at it and be the one who quits instead of getting fired. Exactly. Maybe, or maybe they just have a really high turnover and they'll just keep whoever stays around. I have so yeah, many questions. I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I should have gone really more in depth Way into his yeah. job prospects. Yeah, you should have like gotten a time machine <laughs> and taken notes. And also like those people that said he was really dumb, they were interviewing them after everything unfolded with this case so, so they're maybe they're, they're trying really to like on. distance themselves like, they're like oh he was know. dumb like we didn't even like him yeah he, he doesn't a, go here yeah <laughs> that was a mean girls reference if anybody got that i don't know <laughs> he was my brother's friend <laughs> so he actually got that job as a, a garbage collector to begin plotting bank robberies so which he never as far as I'm aware, he never robbed any banks. Wait, so he left the warehouse job mm -hmm. to get a garbage man job so he mm -hmm. could spend time pl plotting bank robberies. Yeah, because he, he... he would watch the route. Oh, I see. And he I would see. watch the daily goings on of like, all see. the businesses, the okay. homes, the whole area. I got you. I was about to say, why couldn't he have just done that but at the warehouse? But that makes sense. Yeah, okay. and okay. a weird little bit of... A, a bit of um, not trivia, but like a fact that's kind of cool uh -huh. is his garbage collection route was actually one of the houses on his route was Dick Cavett's house. Ah, the old Dick Cavett. So he was like basically the Which first is, like... For um, those uh, who are still alive and don't know who he is, uh, because you have to be old enough to be dead to know who this person <laughs> is, uh, he's an old... Um, TV uh, late night host guy. He was like Johnny Carson before yeah, Johnny Carson. Right. And again, I'll say the same thing. For those who don't know who Johnny Carson is because they're That's alive, true. because yeah. they're not dead old enough to be dead enough to know who that is, it's kind of like Jay Leno or who's the other one? Conan. Conan or uh, Letterman, Letterman, right? Yeah. yeah. Those guys. Or who yeah. are the new people? Oh, God. Uh, Jimmy Fallon. 
uh, the, the guy that everyone says that he was like stealing people's jokes. Um, the oh. kind of like chubby guy. Um, uh, Carlos Mencia? No, he has a no, Tonight Show? Not that guy. Um, James Corden. Oh, James Corden, the British guy. Yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I got you. Right, yeah. Yeah, so, anyways, those people. Yeah, those right. people. So, it, we only really know who Dick Cavett is because we were like one late night, we're just randomly searching. Uh, I love Betty, Lucy, right? Well, I think we were like originally searching Betty White interviews. Oh, did she just die or something? So yeah, we I think we were getting doing all a little, like uh, emotional. Like we wanted to well, watch Betty White interview. Yeah, Betty White nostalgia. Going yeah, on. we wanted to see her like when she was really young and kind of you know. We went down that rabbit hole. Right. Well, we found a interview where Betty White and Lucille Ball were on the Dick Cavett show, and it was really cool to watch them together because yeah. they were actually apparently friends. Didn't know that. That's awesome. They're li- they're literally like two of my biggest like idols. I love both of them. Yeah, they're great. And to see them be cool, being cool together, <laughs> yeah. like on the stage. It was, Maybe be like, God, I wish I was alive back then. Right. Like, that sucks. Yeah. At I, least we found the like that video footage. Yeah, you know? it was pretty cool. So right. that's how we know how who Dick Cavett is. Yeah. If yeah. I had never. And seen then we that. just kept watching it, ran just yeah. just to be like, this is weird. Old nineteen sixties TV is weird feeling. Very weird. It's a very different vibe. Like they were all smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Like it was just. Plus, it's also weird knowing that they're all dead. Yeah. Like these were all people that were alive and quite healthy and probably around our age and doing their thing and now they're all in the ground. Quite healthy except for the cartons of cigarettes they were slamming. <laughs> they all lived in ninety somehow. Those people were tougher back then. That's what they say about themselves. I mean But now they're all dead. Now they're all dead. They're not all because my grandma was one of them. She's still alive. She's ninety six years old. But she she quit smoking. Really early. Yeah, really early. Back in the 30s. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> back in the... Good God. <laughs> back in the 30s. Yeah. Can you imagine? Because think about it right now. We're in 2023. We're about to be in 2030. Like, not too terribly long from now. 1930 was so long ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ow. So, okay. So, we're back. He's doing the garbage collecting thing. Well... This is where it starts getting really bad. So, um, November 1957, stark weather. He goes into this uh, gas station in Lincoln, and he wanted to uh, purchase a stuffed dog toy for Carol on credit. Okay. I don't know why he's buying her a dog toy. Maybe it was cute. I don't know. A dog toy. A little stuffed dog toy from a gas station. For a 13-year-old. For a 13-year-old on a credit card. Not a credit card, on credit, like store credit. Oh, you wanted to like do okay. a, you know. I gotcha. I'll gotcha. come back and pay you, you know, whenever. I got it. Okay, that makes so, sense. So, the store clerk, his name was, uh, let me I think see they had here. credit charge, charge cards, I believe they eventually were called back then. Yeah, no, they, I don't know if they don't had know if they, that back then. If they did, they had to put them in those machines where they had, they oh, had to do like the ink. Yeah. Oh my God. My mom had one of those in her office at this really? place she worked when I was oh, a kid. Oh, okay, yeah. And because she had to do transactions that way. I don't remember ever seeing one. It, it was so crazy looking, but I used to like take like old cards that she wasn't using anymore uh-huh. and like do all the little like. It's nice that your mom let you play with other people's credit cards. 
No, it was like an old credit card of hers that she didn't oh, use anymore. It was like expired, and she <laughs> let me do it because it was so cool. Like the ink and everything. Oh, I loved it. That, that sounds weird. like a lot of fun. I would love to. I just, it's, it feels, it's, it looks like it would be really satisfying to do it. It was. Chink, chink thing. That, like, and she had like a. It looks like it feels good. She had like a typewriter in her office, I think. Oh, yeah. And I loved pushing the keys. I wouldn't even type anything. I just loved that sound. Yeah. And it was like a fancy one because you didn't have to like push the thing back it was like automatic well for your your sanity um is the reason i don't have one of those mechanical keyboards that that simulate that feel mm. because they also sound like that and Ooh. everyone in the house might get annoyed <laughs> it would sound like those like old like newspaper oh. offices like where oh yeah yeah typing you see in movies yes yeah oh if i still smoke cigarettes that'd be great but i just have like the smoke constantly going <laughs> oh. wear one of those visor hats for some reason <laughs> Feel like that goes with it i think so yeah i think so oh yeah that that actually now that you say that you just kind of described hunter s thompson yeah that's probably <laughs> what like, i'm thinking um, that's yeah 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 i was yeah. like you're describing someone i know very well that, <laughs> that would be hunter yes yeah, you're right, you're um, right. And rest in peace hunter thompson hunter s. thompson he was great so robert colbert was the he station knew who attendant. dick cabot was oh yeah he knew who dick cabot was that's why he's dead <laughs> that's why he's dead and he lived a hard life yeah. Surprised that guy survived as long as he did. So Robert, uh, he actually committed suicide. So that's kind of a did he? He he unalived himself. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he, he was probably like terminal though or something. I like, think he or like had they, they told him he had like brain. I think he had or, something wrong with him, and he just said, took it upon himself. Yeah. To that's I mean choose when he went, which yeah. is you know what can you say? With, yeah. I don't know if I can say anything too negative about that. No, I can't either. So Robert Colbert was the station attendant. So he refused to accept this. Um, he, he did not want to do this purchase on credit. And he told Charles no. Well, Charles didn't like to be told no. Yeah. So he started brooding. He left and he got really pissed off the more he thought about it. So he turns around, comes back. How dare he not give me... A stuffed animal for my girlfriend that I swear I'm gonna eventually come back and pay for. Right, come on, bro. So he comes back with a 12 12 gauge shotgun. Jesus. And so this was like a day later he comes back with this. Okay. So next day he comes back with a shotgun. So he goes in to the store and leaves the gun in the car on accident. So already he's like, wait, wait. So he um, just so the next day he comes in there ready to shoot the place up or hold the guy at least at gunpoint. And he just walks in all tough, ready to do it Terminator style. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, where's my gun? Yeah, he forgot No gun. gun. <laughs> so so uh, <laughs> where's this Twinkies? He, he basically walked around like kind of like lost looking and ended up just buying cigarettes. Exactly. And walked out. So then he drove down the road. Wait, so he can buy the cigarettes, but he won't buy a little stuffed toy, which is probably 25 cents back then. I- knows I don't, know. I don't know what's wrong where, with this guy so he what are the he, answers he walks out and he's like i want the hard answers you're gonna have to ask this guy which you can't because <laughs> he got electrocuted all right so so he yeah electrocuted store, like electric chair but, yeah oh, okay yeah i mean that he is electrocuted yeah i just pictured him like no he got he got the well, electrocuting old, like himself like, on like some, electric chair uh, yeah yeah so he leaves the store Gets in his car, starts to drive away. Did we talk about the Green Mile on an episode? <laughs> we, or was we it talked about it on the like last the, the, episode where it got deleted one or the no? One? I think it was like okay. So we okay. Yeah. No, all right. Well, we don't need to talk about the Green Mile. <laughs> yeah. 
So he leaves and he's going to drive away and then he's like, no, nah, I'm coming back. So he went back and he's like, I'm doing this. So he goes in with the weapon, but then chickens out again and start begins to leave again. Buys a pack of gum and, and he gets in the parking lot and he's like, no, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. So he walks in. He holds uh, Mr. Colvert at gunpoint and steals $100 from the register. So Mr. Colvert, that's, that's the store owner. Yeah, right? okay. um, Robert Colvert. Yeah. So he takes him hostage after this, though. He forces him into his car. Don't take go, don't go to the second location, right? Never go to a second location. Does it that's ever what, work out in these stories? I really don't think so. I mean, I've heard some, like, I survive stories yeah. where, I mean, it does. Well, that's that's where they, like, escape or something, like... Right or survived like their injury somehow. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh. But but like I don't. Do they ever actually be like ever let go? No, not yeah. usually. Yeah. Paul Holes says. He, no, Paul Holes again is like he's an actual like detective. He was yeah he's retired now but he is the one who basically cracked the case of the Golden State Killer. He like he was an actual like cop. Uh uh-huh, He was a CSI forensics and he, then he turned into a detective. Gotcha. So he says, never let them take you to a second location. Like, if anyone ever tries to grab you and force you somewhere, you do everything you physically can. He said, you're more likely to survive whatever they're going to do to you there than if you get in the car and go to a second location, you're for sure dead. Oh, yeah. I'm, I would, if somebody tried to put me in the car with that gunpoint, I'm going to do exactly what I told my kids to do scream and run away with your arms flailing. Mm hmm. Like he said, do everything you can. <laughs> Bark, make weird noises, act possessed, like anything you have to do, throw up, pee yourself, like See, the, anything. The, the latter stuff probably will work. Barking, I don't know if I could do, if, if, listen, if somebody was barking at me, I'd be like, this person's faking crazy. They're faking crazy. But if they start like peeing themselves or worse or whatever, I'm gonna go. I can't handle this. You're this is like, not what I. Gross. This is not what I wanted. Because that's what Paul Holes was saying. He said most of the theoretically time, perpetrators who are going to like take you, they want a passive victim. Of course, they want a victim that is not gonna make a scene. That's gonna be quiet, and just go. And this is not victim blaming at all. Like people who get kidnapped. Of course not. I mean, like, you're scared. You, who you know, you're, the heck knows how you're going to react when you're in that situation? Generally, you're probably going to do whatever the person with the weapon is telling you. Yeah, generally, you're terrified because you don't want to be shot in the face. But now that you know that, don't let them take you. Do everything you can to get away. But it's a hard. It's a hard choice if you have a gun right right at your <laughs> and face. And I've never been in that situation, yeah. so I have no idea how I'd react. I'd say if you're at least six feet away, that makes it a lot easier of a choice. Yeah. Ugh, I don't know. Uh, not a, I not hope a, I'm never in that me situation. Me too. Not a great situation to be in. No. So he forces Colbert back into his car, takes off. Well, Robert Colbert starts fighting. And him and Starkweather struggle. He attempts to get away. Robert shoots him in the kneecaps and then proceeds to shoot him in the head. God, it's so brutal, the kneecaps. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, it's not quite the dick, but the kneecaps. Uh, like, you know when you're like just walking around the corner and you bang your kneecap like on the corner of the table oh, or something? It is just unbelievable, stinging, searing pain Oof. that goes right to your core. Yeah. Now you got a bullet that just cracked that baby. Yuck. <laughs> Good God. So uh, Charles Stark, whether Jesus has Christ, officially, so awful. I know like, it sounds just, terrible. Ple- yeah, like the, the shot to the head may not be the worst decision. On the other hand, you know you'll probably eventually get your knees fixed up 
to some degree. You could probably be in a wheelchair or something, but you'll be alive. You would, but he shot him in the head. Then he shot, yeah. So, but, but I'm feeling what I'm saying is like at the moment, I'm sure he probably wasn't not not cool with that decision. He probably wanted to be shot in the head with his knees feeling the way they were. Ugh, I can't imagine. I can't that. even imagine. That I'd be like, please guy. shoot me in the head. I this is and all because he wouldn't sell this guy a dog. Not, not even sell it. He would have sold it to him, no problem. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't he basically wouldn't, give it to him. He wouldn't give it to him. With the promise of eventual sale. And this guy's ego was just out of this world. So. Me? Right. He doesn't trust me, the great <laughs> honorable me. This guy is a dick. So, first murder. Yeah. And instead of being like, oh, I never want to do that again. That was terrible. No. It empowered him, and it made him feel like a sense of euphoria. That's peace, right. This is about the uh, movie. They based a movie on this. Yes, That's what it reminded me of. Natural Born yeah, Killers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, in this article, I thought they phrased it really well, so I'm just going to read it. It said he had money. He had a girl. Mm-hmm. He had killed and not been bothered by it. It gave him an enormous feeling of power. He now operated outside the laws of man. I'm the king of the world! Exactly. Yeah. He felt as if he were invincible, could do just as he pleased, take what he wanted. The law was helpless against him. Oh, yeah. So. Johnny yikes. Law can't do nothing against me. So he basically had these just huge ideas of grandeur. Like sure. He thought he was untouchable. Right. So. So what happens next? <laughs> so what happens? Mm, nothing great. Right. So this is where it all starts happening. Okay. So 1958, um, January, Charles decides to go to Carol's home. Charles in charge. Charles in charge. He's now, that's who he is now. He's upgraded. Yikes. So he goes to Carol's home and she's not home, right? He has a huge um, argument with oh, her. Oh, so parents. he went to like the parents' house. Yeah, her parents' right. house. Right. Okay. He went to see her. She's thirteen, and she's clearly not like living with this guy. She's still with mommy and daddy. Right. As a thirteen-year-old well, so, girl. So this was two years later after they met. So she was fifteen, 15 okay. at this point. Right. And he was <clears> twenty. So still not great. Still not a good well, age. Well, if yes, right, yeah, correct. He was eighteen. Yeah, my yeah. math brain broke. I make video games <laughs> <laughs> my math is no good yeah. so he goes to her house she's not there well he gets in a huge argument with um her mom and her stepdad and as one would expect yeah they basically say stay away from her you there you go anymore finally this delayed is, reaction i know lag this is not gonna happen to be fair to them, though, we don't know that they hadn't been trying to do something all along. I suppose, but very unsuccessfully, and I would have to say, fail. Yeah. So. I don't know the details, though. There's, there might be a reason, an explanation, but probably not. I don't know. Well, they tried this time, and yeah. this time did not end well. Yeah. So, he ends up going in and shooting both of them. Right. Both the mom and the stepdad. And this is going to get terrible, so I'm really sorry. She happened to have a two-year-old little sister named Betty. No, it was a, it was a boy. He dressed like uh, Gene Simmons from Kiss. I saw the movie. <laughs> yeah, the movie took a lot of creative liberties mm. <laughs> with this scene. Because in the movie, you kind of like root for the dad to get killed. You're yes. like... And yes. Yeah, Juliet Lewis's dad needs to die. Right, yeah. For sure. And they let the boy go. 
Yeah, in the you're movie. right. Yeah. They did. She's like, "You're free now, Billy," or whatever the hell is. Yeah. yeah. And her, the, the mom gets burned alive, I think. Yeah, the da- and the dad. Oof. Yeah, he Rodney gets, Dangerfield was he just gets, terrible. He gets hit in the head with something and put in a fish tank, and I forget. Uh, I, I, I forget what happens. Yeah. Oh my God, he played that so well. Though. He did. Like, so. He That's the part look, of the movie that makes you most really feel like you need to take a shower. Yeah, he, he was disgusting. They, they did Rodney Dangerfield dirty in that. Oh, oh. I mean, he was down with it, obviously. He's the actor. But oh, he had the whole... It was bad. Just Ew. go watch it if you're into, like, <laughs> fucked up shit. Yeah, but they took a lot of creative liberties to make it entertaining. All right, so what actually happened? So he kills her parents. Yeah, yeah. That's they have a two-year-old little girl in the house named Betty Jean. A two-year-old. And two-year-old, and he strangled and stabbed That's... her. Why? I don't know. I what are you that... doing? You could have just left her. But I mean, that to a I two-year-old, guess... that's also kind of a death sentence. Yeah, it is, but like... But better than uh... strangling and... Jesus Christ. It's, ter- it's all bad. So when Carol gets home... He tells her about everything that happens, and does, she goes to the police. Mm-hmm. No, she doesn't, because oh. that's where this would have stopped, if that's what would have right. happened. Right, <laughs> because, oh yeah, you would expect, be, oh, this guy just murdered my family, including my she... two-year-old, well, you said half-sister still, right? Yeah, but still, I mean, her two-year-old sister. Right. Like, I think you said, when we first did this, you mentioned it was a half-sister. Yeah. I so I wanted to... I mean, I think it, I think it was her half-sister because it was her stepdad's. Okay. Um, so that was that her stepdad that got yes. killed then? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Her stepfather and mom. Gotcha. So she gets home, doesn't go to the police, you know, and who's to say, you know, she claims that she was really scared, which could sure, be, that could be that's true. That's plausible. I mean, that's pretty terrifying. And she just thought your two-year-old if, sister get strangled and stabbed. It's not a stretch that it could happen to you too, I suppose. Right. So she ends up helping him hide the bodies. They had the bodies in a porta potty that's outside, and a in a chicken coop. A chicken coop. Yeah, I they guess have like, like a, por- a porta potty in their backyard. Well, in my head, I'm thinking they have a lot of land. Like this was. You mean of, like an outhouse? An outhouse. Okay, not like a plastic porta potty that no, you go to at yeah, like a, not a, a concert. That might have been a bad word. Yeah, like an outhouse. Because it's not porta potty means it's. I think it means it's portable. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, like an outhouse. You're right. So like yeah. with a little moon mm-hmm. cut out of the yes. door. Right. Yeah. So that's where they hide the bodies. That's where they hide this 13 year old or 15 year old girl's uh dead family yeah in and a, a chicken outhouse coop. and a chicken coop yes including a two-year-old yes i'm heavy I, my brain honestly won't even visualize it I know. it can't even it's like just turning like a black fog like it can't even picture i'm usually fairly imaginative it's not letting it, I don't it's even not letting wanna, that image form probably probably for good reason yeah so after they hide the bodies, they proceed to just live there for like a week. In the house. In the house. In the house. Okay, they not in the chicken a, coop. No, not the chicken coop. They just had a grand old time. They played house. They, you know. They woke up, did the dishes, you know, cooked, cooked yeah, something in the they oven. Were just and hanging out. Read the morning paper. Yeah, in this crime scene while where they had just murdered bodies her rotting, whole family. Rotting out back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, a lot of people became really suspicious because. They kept coming to the house, but... Smelling uh, rotting bodies? I don't know if they... If they would have had to, right? Right? So, uh, remember Carol... That, remember that little rat? Oh, yeah. That got stuck that one time? That was unbearable. To be fair, though, that was inside of our house. This was outside, so maybe they that's, couldn't smell it. That's true. 
but this is an old house. I don't know. Maybe they built the houses better. I'm just wondering what the hell is... What is happening? How does this keep happening? So, Carol... Why is it so easy to kill kill people and hide them? It shouldn't be. But I also... Or kidnap them. That's horrible. I mean, yeah, it's terrible. So, Carol puts a sign on the door that says, Stay away. Everybody is sick with the flu. Oh, so that's all you need. You need a flu sign. I guess nowadays you just put up a COVID sign. We all have COVID. Stay away. All have COVID. And people are like, all right. (laughs) I ain't even going to mess with you. Damn it. We're giving people too good of murder advice. Yeah, don't... Don't do any of this. Don't do any of this. We do not recommend... Murder is bad. Yeah. People prefer to be alive generally. Yeah. And you do not have the authority to take away anybody's life. That's right. Terrible. Let's say unless they ask, but that's a whole hot button issue with the yeah. K- the Kevorkian thing. Which Kevorkian was actually like a very well respected doctor. And sure, I, no, I, I get that's a that's a whole thing. Like that's why it's a hot button issue. Is like no one's saying like he was like a psycho murderer. Mm-hmm. He was just yeah I fulfilling like the wishes wishes of terminally terminally ill patients. Yeah. That yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean whatever. So her grand, um, Carol's grandmother became really suspicious of this whole thing, like don't be not suspicious. being able. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Yeah. yeah, Parks and Rec or TikTok, whichever one you want to think that came from. It's Parks and Rec. I don't know. Yeah, that's where it. That's where it came from, but it got really popular on TikTok. Uh, I see. Okay, it, I don't even know anymore. I don't do TikTok. The Raffios. The Raffios. Is that how you say? Oh that? yeah, the Jean Raffio and uh-huh. his sister. The worst. The worst. She's the, the worst. worst. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. her grandma became suspicious um, that she couldn't get a hold of um, any of the family. Hadn't seen them. Yeah. So she called the cops. Good. Cops this is came. this is the grandma. Mm-hmm, the the fifteen year old girl's grandma. Yes. Okay. So the cops came um, on January twenty seventh. So yeah, like six days after the murders, and. Um, Basically, they didn't find anything, and Starkweather and Charles and Carol fled. They bounced. Okay. Because they were, like, on the run now. Sure. Well, um, you know, at this point, the cops pretty much put out an alert to be on the lookout for them because this whole family's missing. Right. They don't know if Carol's a part of it or, you know, not, like, a hostage, but they're on the search for Charles Starkweather. So they still haven't found the bodies yet? They did when they came to the house. Oh, when they came Mm -hmm. to the house. Okay. Yeah, they did. So, they're on the run now. And they go to um, a friend of the family of Charles, a 72-year-old named August Meyer. Mm -hmm. This was in Bennett, Nebraska. I'm not really sure. Wait, wait, uh, Charles has a 72-year-old friend? It was a family friend. Okay, I Mm -hmm. see. All right. So, he goes to their house, and you would think, oh, family friend, great. No, Charles kills him with a shotgun to the head. Okay. He just wanted his house. Basically, to hide out in. And this is not like, uh, what was his name? Buck Wild, who could withstand multiple gunshots no, to the head. Mr. Buck, no. If you haven't listened to our Bonnie and Clyde episode, go listen to that. Oh, one. that was the Bonnie Clyde one. Yeah, yeah. this guy. Oh, that's this, crazy. This guy gets shot in the head and literally survives Survives. for like two days with a big hole in his brain leaking out of his head. It's so crazy. And then doesn't he get shot ahead and again yeah, in the head? And then he still lives. He still lives dies at the hospital from pneumonia it is oh unbelievable God. that guy is like the he just would not die he refused he was like I, not today it's it reminds me of something funny but i can't put my finger on it if anybody's watching this what is that from where they just keep trying to kill this person and they won't die and it, it's like a whole comedy bit 
I, I I'm sure no it's in idea. a few a few movies or whatever, but there's one I'm thinking of, and I just is it Austin Powers or I don't know. I have no anyways, idea. Uh, anyways, continue. So, can, that's their second murder, right? right so uh, well, actually, two. not second. That's one, two, three. That's their fifth murder. Damn. Yeah. Okay. So and well, I, yeah, because they've got the, the, the clerk, clerk guy. guy. They've now they have three. Three. So oh four. So that's yes. four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's her fourth murder. Kills this poor guy for his house, and then they don't even stay there long. Flee. Take his car. Right. So this is the fifth. Yeah. Uh, fourth. No, it would be the fifth because the the clerk oh, guy. Right, because yeah. you then you have mom, dad, baby, baby. or infant, or what do you call mm-hmm. it, toddler, and now you got this guy. So fifth. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So this is our fifth murder. Poor guy, you know. Racking him up. Racking him up. So they leave, and their um, car gets stuck in the mud, out in the middle of nowhere, basically. So they abandon the vehicle and decide to start walking. Okay, so they didn't bail because they thought they should maybe switch up vehicles. They just got stuck in the mud. They got stuck in the mud. And just left their car there. Uh-huh, just left their car there and they started walking. Hmm. Well, along the way, these um, two teenagers that were local to the area, Robert Jensen and Carol King, were driving and they stopped to give them a ride because they were being nice. So they, these teenagers just roll up, mm-hmm. see people's walking on the side of the road like hey you guys need a ride yeah basically okay. they were trying to be nice and yeah. if you think about it carol and um charles weren't that old either right so they probably saw a young couple walking they're like hey hey guys we can go to the latest hot teen bop event <laughs> yes that's exactly what they said what i don't know what it is like what is the late is the late 50s still yeah late 50s that's a uh, elvis right Oh, is it? I think. Yeah. Right? Or is that more early 60s? I'm really bad with timelines. Yeah, so I'm I just, not sure. Uh, once the 50s start, I kind of, things get gray. Yeah. I don't know anything like. <laughs> you might want to finish like, that like, sentence. Yeah, I, know, I, was, I, was to, <laughs> I don't know anything before like 88. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. I, I go at least another couple decades earlier than that, but, but, no. that, but it, it stops about there. That's all a little fuzzy to me. Yeah. Well, I, I like, like, you know, the early Pink Floyd and Hendrix and the Doors and stuff, and that kind of goes into the 60s, you know, mid to late 60s. And I do love I Love Lucy. So and that's, uh, that was night. That was 50s? late 50s, early 60s, 60s. Yeah, I think, too. I think so. I think so. I don't know. Nick at Night stuff. Yeah. Whatever Dick Nick at Night... Dyke. Whatever Nick and Knight era is, Dick Van Dyke and the Witch One, Bewitched. Oh, Bewitched! I dream of I Genie. dream of Genie. Yeah, all those shows. Right. Whatever, mm-hmm. whenever that stuff was happening. Mm-hmm. Is that one that was America Great Again? Was it was it Dick Van Dyke? I mean, it was great for a certain uh, <laughs> group of people. Yeah. <laughs> When they, yeah, trying so. to figure out this this golden era that everyone keeps dreaming of. Uh, there wasn't but it one. Seems, I mean, spoiler alert, there was never one, yeah. a golden era. Yeah. We always like to romanticize the I past. guess. I was about to say those shows made everything look real nice. But yeah, yeah you're I mean, right. That's from only that's from a very fixed perspective. Yes. Yeah. You get one perspective. They don't show you anything else that's happening. Right, yeah. As well as, I think the 70s were like... And also, like, talking about I Love Lucy, like, the government was coming after her for being, like, a suspected, <laughs> yeah, like, red uh, scared, communist. A communist. Yeah. They thought she was a communist, yeah. yeah. So this, things weren't so good behind the scenes. No. No. They always like to paint a pretty And later, picture. she made Star Trek. She which, did. Which she is not, not exactly. It. She helped it get along. Like, she uh, supplied the studio, I mm-hmm. believe it was. Yeah, she... Yeah. And she's the one who revived it. She said, right? Like, 
I think something like that, yeah. Like she gave they did the they something. did the pilot and then it didn't take off. Mm-hmm. And then they, she helped somehow. But I, all I know, I really remember is the fact that she supplied the studio. Yeah. The, like recording. Desilu Productions, yeah. yeah. So. Good for Lucy. She was awesome. Good for Lucy. She's bad, great. Bad, good, good for America for that. And then bad for the Red Scare, I guess. Yeah. What was that guy? McCarthy, was it? The McCarthy era? Is I that, know I that from history class. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it was. We did school. <laughs> we did school <laughs> a little bit, yeah. So they, these two teenagers pick them up, right? Mm-hmm. Are going to give them a ride. Starkweather, Charles and Carol pull a gun on them and force them to drive to an abandoned storm shelter. And while they're there, they kill both of them. Jesus, so like mid-ride, they're like, pull a gun on like, them. This and is a like, stick-up, basically. Yeah. Force them to drive to this like abandoned storm shelter where they proceed to shoot both of them. Yeah. And they actually mutilated Carol King's body. She was stabbed multiple times in her private areas. Jesus Christ. Later on, Charles says that uh, Carol was the one who did that to her because she was jealous because Carol was prettier than her. And she she felt jealous about She that. was jealous that Carol was pretty, Or she was prettier than Carol? Uh, she was jealous because Carol King was a really pretty oh, girl. Oh, Carol King is the... Who is, who is the name of the main person we're talking about? The Fugate? Carol. So there's two Carols. Yeah. There's Carol King and Carol... Carol yeah. Okay. Spelled differently, but well, yes, well, we they're need both to Carol... Sorry, yeah, Carol you... King, the victim. Gotcha. Here. Carol Carol King, the victim, was prettier mm-hmm. than, than Carol, Carol Fugate, Fugate, the murdered And she girl. was apparently jealous of that, so after she was already dead, she stabbed her multiple times in her private areas. Jesus Christ. Well, at least she waited till she was dead, I yeah. guess. That's... I mean, I don't, yeah, I'm assuming that that's oh, man, I don't know. Those... proven by her autopsy, yeah. I would assume, <clears throat> but yikes. Anyways, yikes, so indeed. those are their sixth and seventh murder. Great. <clears throat> Racking them up. Yep. So they take off, and they're trying to figure out where to go, right? Well, um, Charles having that job as the trash collector, yeah. you know, he had scoped out some neighborhoods. <laughs> like trash collector? Like he's going around like the people who collect trash. Trash man. He was the like trash he's garbage. Like okay, yeah, garbage okay. man. Just when you say trash collector, I picture the people who like go through people's garbage, like and then like resell it. Fair enough. Fair enough. He I think the, those guys are trash collectors. Right. Or you, uh, the yeah. garbage. Electronics. Man. They got electronics when they find electronics. <laughs> that's right. That's something always funny when 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 Charlie and um, uh, Frank are out in the alleyway sorting oh, through the trash. That's right. They Electrics. Are. Electrics. That's what it is. That's so funny. Yeah. That's a great show. Is it? Yes. Anyways, sorry. This isn't Titans of Time cast where we talk about Always Sunny the whole All time. All the time. Yeah. This is, this is your thing. Continue. Right. So he, um, he had um, scoped out this house of this industrialist, this really well-to-do couple named C. Lauer and Claire Ward. So That's where they made their mistake. That's, yes, because they killed rich people. Rich people get you in trouble. Yes, and these people were like high society. They were friends with the governor. Oh. Like they were. Rich people. Rich people and very influential people. They had monocles. Yeah, yes, they had monocles. Yeah, that's a huge mistake. This person got way too cocky. They, uh, he did. So he goes in. Never kill a guy with a monocle. (laughs) Never. They will disappear you. Yes. So C. Lauer is the guy. He was not home at the time that Charles and um, Carol showed up. Mm-hmm. So they go um, in this house. They take these two people hostage, which is um, 
the woman, what was her name? I don't know. You're supposed to tell us. Clara Ward. Okay. So they take Clara Ward and her maid Lillian Fency. Clara? Mm-hmm. Clara. Okay. Okay. So they take Clara and their maid Lillian okay. hostage. And basically... Like hostage in their own home? In their own home. Mm. They say, like, look, if you're cool with us, we're not going to hurt you. You know, just let us stay here. Let us hide out here. Don't say anything. Right. It even... I was reading in this um, article. In this article, um, it's talking about how he... <laughs> Charles makes um, Clara make him pancakes. <laughs> really? Yes. <clears throat> she makes him pancakes. She brings him the pancakes, and he's like, mm, I changed my mind. I want waffles. So she has oh to go. God. She's be, trying Jesus, to be this very. Guy sucks. Like, he really sucks. He's terrible. So she brings him back waffles. <laughs> Aside from all the, was it seven murders now? This now is the tipping point. Yeah, he's being we, a dick. Yeah, I don't like him anymore. And later on, he would say he really took pride in making her do that because this what? really rich person was now waiting on him. Okay, so he was making the rich person do it. I, yeah. I, was, I was picturing the maid. Oh, no, he didn't make the maid do it. This was Carol. Hmm. I mean, Clara, sorry. Hmm. Clara. Feelings are changing slightly. Because I, I kind of get it. But it's not like she was, wasn't was paying the maid. Yeah, and she could have been a super nice rich person. You <laughs> never know. I haven't met one. I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. I mean, I'm sure these people were Or am I? I don't actually great. know if I have. And Unless they want to fund us, then I'm sure you're very nice. <laughs> All right. So... Um, he, they ended up killing both Clara and the maid after all this time. Okay. They took naps, they ate their food, and they killed them both. Didn't really teach this person much of a lesson then. No. Not, well, not a long one. No. Hmm. So he stabbed both of them. And then they just hung out at the house some more. Well, when C. Lauer, the man, got home, they fatally stabbed him too. Wow, Yikes. this is the the husband. The, mm-hmm, the husband, like he the, the gets monocle home, guy. The monocle guy. He oh, gets home yeah. that night. The monocle guy's Step. wife. You could probably get away with that. Monocle guy will get a new wife, but the monocle guy himself, hell no. I mean, he wiped out this whole little household. The yeah. Guy, the the man, the wife, and the maid. And the maid. I'm just saying, Ugh. the cops probably would have let the wife and the maid go. I don't know. I don't know. Because, you know, like... Well, the monocle, sure monocle man's the one who's cutting the checks to the yeah, government. Yeah, but, like, he probably would have taken that personally and been like, I'm going to find the son of a bitch who did this. Or he'd been like, ah, I have an excuse to get a new wife now. No. We don't know the character the of this of guy. We don't, I can imagine any backstory I want. The best. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, you can do that. <laughs> I'm sure he was a very nice guy. So, Carol and Charles steal all their, like, super expensive jewelry, right? Mm-hmm. They get in his um, car, and they flee so to... So, they, they kill them all, and then rob the place. Rob the place, then bounce. They're gone. Okay. So, these murders cause, like, a huge uproar in Lannister County, as expected. Of course. This, like, you just killed prominent... the Monopoly guy. Yeah, the super prominent family just gets wiped out, yeah. and they are not happy. So, right. they get the National Guard on this. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so now it's like tanks big and helicopters time. are coming mm-hmm. after you now. 
they actually went like block by block and were just searching for anything like out of the ordinary, trying to figure out what happened. These are like the World War II people, mm-hmm. military style people yeah. too. They ain't gonna mess. They are around. not messing. So these people are they ain't playing hacky sack in the desert. These people are gonna shoot you in the face. Right. Ugh. So they are after going after the Nazis. <laughs> they are really on the run now. Yeah. So I mean. They killed the wrong people. I'm not saying any people are the right people. But right. Now the wrong like, people. If your agenda is to get away with it, right? Easily. Get away with murder. Murder. <laughs> we had to bring that in. Yeah. That's from Frasier. Great. Great show. I wanted to take credit for it. Murder. Murder. Yeah. <laughs> It, so, was, it was Niles. Niles is a genius. Niles well, is a David genius. David Hyde Pierce, rather, is a genius. Yes, he plays that role oh, so, so well. well. So good. I like him better than Frasier, honestly. And most uh, most scenes, Niles kills me. Right. I he's so great. So funny. His comedic timing is, oh, that one scene where he's like, no one wants to come to my party. <laughs> right, after he's so good. Acting like, like it, it's not a big deal. It had me in tears. He's funny with my daddy. daughter thought I was insane because <laughs> I was just laughing so hard I was crying at that scene. Oh, it's so it's, oh, it's so good. Watch Frasier, folks. Please you, do. Just, you will not be disappointed. You, will not. you don't even have to watch Cheers. I mean, Cheers. I'd, rec- is not I'd even... recommend against it. Yeah. Frasier's character in Cheers is relatively boring, at least the part the yeah, season we've seen. To be fair, we didn't get to the end where I'm sure his character kind of picks up we'll see we'll check it out we'll give him a chance in that but him and his own show is a whole different thing it's yeah. amazing oh it's so good i love it and, and eddie, eddie come on jinx? oh jinx <laughs> eddie is the best so okay they're on the run now yeah well once they kind of catch wind that they're basically the most wanted couple out there at that moment they yeah. decide to ditch that car because they're like we can't be driving around in this car they're gonna find us right right they ditch it well, this poor guy, his name is Merrill Collision. He's just sleeping in his car. He's a traveling salesman, you know, taking a sleep. His name's Merrill Collision? His name is Merrill Collision. That's a great and he doesn't, name. Is he selling car insurance? I hope so. <laughs> right. If he's not, he missed out on a very good business venture. Right. So this poor guy's just sleeping in his car along the highway in Douglas, Wyoming. So they fled Nebraska. They're in Wyoming now. And they... Wake him up with tapping on his window with a gun and shoot him. What the fuck? Just to take his car. Just He's just taking a nap. Peaceful yeah. in his car. Mm-hmm. Not bothering anybody. He's going to wake up in a few minutes, whatever, 20 minutes or so, mm-hmm. drive home. Or wherever he's going to sell his car insurance. Going to go to Cheers, hang out with Frage. Yeah. They, and they just murder him for his car. Poor guy. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks. So, so he tapped him on the glass first, mm-hmm. waked him, woke him up, mm-hmm. and then shot him. Yes. All right. Going to bring it back up. Would you prefer that somebody shoots you that way or just shoots you while you're sleeping and you have no idea at all what happened? I hate this decision. Neither one is great. Neither are great. I really think if I had to choose, I wouldn't want to be woke up. I would just rather die in my sleep. I hear that. And it... Would be less scary mm-hmm. for sure, but at less least stressful. if you were for sure less stressful. But if you, at least you were conscious, you'd be able to have some type of self closure. I guess you know, be like, all right, well, we're this is it's a wrap, you know, and this kind of you know, I don't make know. personal peace. But you're you're for, dead either way, yeah, so it ultimately it doesn't matter. 
die in my sleep and not know. Yeah, I get. Ultimately, I guess it doesn't matter. Not so. know that I got taken out by these two sadistic people. Yeah. That just, just murdered me for my car. Just not wake like, up. Like, wake me up and I'll give you my car. Yeah. You can have my car. Sure. Like, yeah. They didn't want to leave witnesses, I yeah. guess. So he gets in this guy's car. And he doesn't know how to work this guy's car. It is it a stick? It, it, no, no. I think all cars were sticks back oh, then, Oh, yeah, right? probably, probably so, yeah. So it had a push pedal emergency brake, which okay. I'm not really sure what that is. But Push Charles, pedal emergency brake? Mm, I don't know. Oh, like, is that like the old, like, pump style brakes? That... I don't know. Okay. So he doesn't know how to work it. Charles doesn't. He doesn't know how to get it out of brake. Mm. So he's trying, he keeps restarting the engine, he's not really sure how to get this car to work. This um, passing, like this motorist is passing Good debugging by. though. It's always a good, you know, turn it off and turn it back on right. again. That's, that's always, that's my go-to. With everything. Yeah. Just turn it, off, turn it off, turn it back on, and if it's still messing up, oh, do the next thing, whatever that is. <laughs> it's so funny that we're talking about that. I tried to make that joke at work and no one found it funny. So... <laughs> Someone was talking about this baby, and they were like, I don't know, we just can't get this baby to, you know, breastfeed well. And I was like, did you try turning it off and turning it back <laughs> on again? And I thought it was hilarious. That's, they did know, not find it funny. In a nurse setting, that'd be funny, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I mean, it's not like a groundbreaking, like, genius joke, but it's like a, <laughs> you know, it's a good workplace, like, get a chuckle out of people joke. No, so. no one, No one even no. cracked a smile, huh? no. Like, fine. Tough crowd. Tough crowd. <laughs> I think she was having a bad night. Eh. So, oh, just, it was just one person? Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> that makes more sense. I bet you if there was a crowd of people, you would have got, so. you, you got a little, little roll of laughter. <laughs> so this passing motorist sees them and thinks that their car is like, something's wrong with their car. So he stops and he's like, hey, you need some help? Yeah. Well, Charles just starts threatening them and they cause like this huge fight in this big altercation. Well, this is a really bad thing for them because who happens to be right there? This Deputy Romer. Uh, I showed you him on that PB. I watched this PBS yeah. documentary about this case from 1988. I was, it was honestly so old school. A little disappointed what he looked like. In my head, I had visualized a much cooler looking dude. I thought he was super cool. Like, uh, and to be fair, he was being honest, uh, interviewed like way after this crime. So he was a lot younger then. He's probably like very rugged. And... Mm. So he's like down the street from where this is happening. I was picturing Andy Griffith and oh. I, what I got was his nerdy sidekick guy. Oh. I forget his name. Uh, oh, um... In, oh, in the in the Wonder Years show, not yeah. Wonder Years. That's totally different. The Andy Griffith show. Andy Griffith show. Yeah, yeah. I forget that guy's name. Mm-hmm. Right. I forget but, his name. You know who yeah, I'm talking about, right? Yeah. The, the guy who's taller is talking like this. Oh. Yeah. Right. I don't know his name. Yeah. I totally forgot. I, I don't remember. But that guy, he yeah. looks more like that guy. He does. When I was yeah. expecting more of a Andy right. Griffith. Andy Griffith. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So. Deputy Romer sees these two cars stopped in the road. And when I'm talking about road, I'm using that very loosely. It was a dirt road. A trail. Like an old trail dirt <laughs> road. Right. And he's like, hey, what's happening? These two cars are blocking this whole area. So he goes to investigate, thinking like, okay, there maybe there was an accident. I can sure. help. Well, right when he gets up there, Miss Carol Fugate comes running at him. And is like, help, help, it's stark weather. And he's taking me hostage. Mm-hmm. And he shot a man. Like... Confessing everything, runs to Romer. Shut him out. Yeah, so 
He's like, okay, so he secures Carol in the car. Oh, wait, so so the, the just to be clear, the girl, the murdered girl, accomplice in this, runs uh-huh. to the sheriff yes. going, hey, this guy I'm with this killed somebody, ah, help me. It's, yeah, it's Starkweather. She even says his name. Oh, like, oh, oh. Like, like rats him out by name. Yes. Damn. So that's she, cold. That's cold. I know. So At least she, have, uh, there, I guess there's no honor among thieves. They, yeah, I was about to stop saying thieves because they're murderers. There might be honor among murderers, but they well, are also not. thieves because they stole all the stuff from Monopoly You're guy's right, house. right, they did, yeah. So there's definitely no honor there. No. So she's running, saying, like, oh, it's him, it's him. So he, you know, Romer puts her in the back of his car, and he proceeds to, like, phone in all the troops and saying, hey, I got this guy, he's fleeing here, right? He calls all the All the troops, he calls all the people. (laughs) He calls all the people. So now Charles is on the run. It's, it's, It's back up. I did this last night, too. He calls her back up. I wasn't sure if you were intentionally trying to re- Recapture the the funniness of no, I but you so you just <laughs> that's how I say it apparently. Calling the other people. <laughs> calling all the others. Calling all the others. We need the others. All of them. Yes, others. Where are you at? Where's my others? <laughs> right. So they're like fleeing. He's fleeing the scene. So everyone's chasing him. He starts going. It says speeds exceeding a hundred miles per hour. Damn, on a dirt. On a dirt road. road. In those cars, like I don't know how the shock absorption was back then. I think back then they were heavier, so it made it a little less skid prone. Okay. I think. Holy moly! Can you imagine that though? Hundred miles per hour on this dirt. Road. And I know they were all rear rear wheel drive. Uh-huh. Which. Which is a good helps thing, right? Yeah. With your stability. Yeah, as long as you had the weight in the back. When right. those, we were just talking about those cars. Mm, they got they got some ass weight. Ugh. Them slabby. So, I, so yeah. But I also believe that once you start sliding, mm-hmm. you are donezos. You just keep going. Yeah. So he takes off. Well, And I say that with no experience or knowledge whatsoever. I'm, <laughs> I'm just picturing video game physics. So one of the y- cops... Y'all play Mario Kart? Right. Bowser, he's just harder to skid out, but once he does... It's, it's donezo. It's it takes gone. forever to get going again. Right. Stop spinning. I remember because Dry Bowser is my character. You're Dry Bowser. So. And, yeah, and, yeah uh, he's hard. I liked Link with the with the bike at first, but I switched it up to Tanuki, Tanuki Mario because I've, I've always liked the fact that you could turn into that cool statue and you always wear, you wear a cute little bear thing. Yeah. Well, it's a Tanuki, yeah. which is like a Japanese like little bear thing. Animal. That character is very cute. Yes. I love my Dry Bowser, though. I get it. I don't know why. It's, I, just, I cool. like him on his little car because the little car looks so absurd when <laughs> he's driving it. Very clownish, yeah. It's very clownish, yeah. so I love that. So, anyways, they're fleeing. He's fleeing. Okay. Right? Well, a bullet. Dry Bowsering. He's Dry Bowsering. A bullet flies through his window. A red shell. Yes, a red shell. It flies through his window and shatters the window, yeah. right? Yeah. He gets cut on the he got he gets cut on the um, I believe it was his ear. He gets cut somewhere by the by the bullet by the glass. Oh, okay, so the glass. Okay. Well, this dude, he thinks he got shot. Okay, he right. thinks he's bleeding to death. So what does he sure. do? He stops and gets out and surrenders because he thinks <laughs> he's bleeding to death when he just got cut by some glass. Uh, this guy is not Buck Wild. He is not even this, close. This is to no Buck, Buck Wild. Wild. So, yeah. Ugh. He super um, cowardly just like surrendered, which I guess I mean it's good that he surrendered, but I get yeah. So the sheriff that caught him ended up saying, uh, 
That's the kind of yellow-bellied son of a bitch he is. Yellow-bellied son of a bitch. I, That's a good phrase. It is a good phrase. Yeah. I, so he, they are both in custody now, him and Carol, right? Okay, so they're locked up mm-hmm. in the local jail cells. Right, <laughs> in the local jail cells. In the cells. local jail cells. So Starkweather at first, oh, Charles, he starts saying that Carol basically had nothing to do with the murders. Okay, that's that's, that's noble. Mm-hmm. I was just saying there's no honor among murderers or thieves, but okay. Yeah, he's saying like, no, she's innocent. She had nothing to do with it. That's she nice. just kind of was along for the ride. And it says that he was um, he was holding her hostage. If that may even be true. It might be true. Like I said, I'm kind of... I'm 50-50, mm. to be honest, on if she was, like, a part of it or not. Right. And I don't even know that she had really anything to do with the murders. I feel like she was, like, a passive accomplice, though. Like, yeah. she didn't do anything about it. Kind of along for the ride and... Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just get this feeling, and this is just my opinion, that she had a little bit to do with some of it. Probably. I think so. There was probably moments where she could have stopped right. something. Not maybe stopped him from doing stuff, but stopped her from being a part of it. Yeah, something. Like something. I just feel like, I don't know, I uh, feel like she... It's hard to say. ...was a little bit culpable on it. But once he... So once he kind of hears that she's basically ratting him out, is basically what she's doing. Yeah. She's just ratting okay. him out. Okay, so, she, he did so all he's all like, this, I'm innocent. Yeah, That's yeah. all him. He's he, he's trying to spare her, and she had, while at the exact same time, she's all like, nope, he did it, he did this, he did this, I didn't do nothing. Yeah. So he finds out about that. Uh huh. Completely flips it. And he has a he has a you know a nice controlled ego, so he's gonna take it real <laughs> exactly. well. Exactly. Ooh, his ego. So once he um, once he finds out about this, he completely flips yeah. and is like, "No, um, she had everything to do with it too. Mm. She did this. She's the one that stabbed um, the other Carol mm. in the private parts because Jeez. she felt like That's she was so too pretty." Up. So I don't know who to believe here. I don't know if she was involved or if she wasn't. Because in order to think that she was involved like that, you really have to believe Charles. Mm. And he's kind of an asshole. Not exactly the most uh, trustworthy. No, exactly. Right. So they go to court and they get convicted. Okay. Right? Of all of it. So. Ah, sorry. <laughs> okay. So Charles Starkweather was ex- executed in the electric chair right. at Nebraska State Penitentiary. In executed. That's the word that I was executed. expecting you to say, and you came out with electrocuted. electrocuted. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. It I'm is technically a, right. It, yeah, that's what electrocution actually is. People actually use that word wrong all the time. When they say, like, oh, I electrocuted myself. No, you didn't, because that would have killed you. You shocked yourself. You shocked yourself, right. right. Electrocuted means that you've died from electric shock. Right. Yeah. So he was electrocuted. Um, executed via electrocution. Yes, executed via elect- electric chair. Right. On June 25th, 1959. Miss Carroll got a less amount of time, and she was actually paroled in June of 1976. So she got out. She got out after 18 years. So it was before Cheers, but while Taxi's still going on. Right. Oh, and get this. You know where she ended up living? You're going to find this funny. I didn't tell you this yesterday. What? Michigan. Oh, no. <laughs> she could have been a neighbor. Did you ever live in Lansing? Uh, no. Okay, that's where she lives. That's the state capital. That's where MSU is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that is where 
Miss uh, Carolyn Fugate uh, was paroled to it's Lansing, Michigan. Uh, and she was working as a janitor in a Lansing hospital. That name is bothering me, Fugate. I have, I'm going to look it up while you keep talks amongst yourselves. I'll, <laughs> give, I'll give you a talk, topic. Uh, stark weather and Fugate. So, um, she, okay, she ended up, yeah, she was a janitor in a Lansing hospital, which I don't know, it's just crazy to me, because think about it, when, like, um, I wonder if she saw Natural Born Killers and knew that that was, like, based off of them when she got out. When was that movie made? Like, 94? Natural Born Killers? Yeah. Something like 94 or 95. So I'm like thinking, probably, probably did she like go to watch it? Like, oh, was yeah. she still alive? Would, like, I don't know. I, don't well, she, know I never did she that. She died. Because she, she, once she was paroled, she changed her name. I didn't dance in a it. bar and kill that one guy. Or I have a lot of guys, actually. Yeah. I just want to know, like, ah, I just kind of wish I could know, like, what her life was like after she was paroled. Like, if people knew, like... Did they know that was her? I don't know. So that's the story of Charles Starkweather and Caroline Fugate. Uh, there's some other stuff that I found pretty interesting. Did you figure out why you know that I name? found it. Why? And it's not Fugate. It's Funke. It's Tobias from uh, Arrested Development. Oh. It's not. It's Funke. Oh, okay. Yeah, which sounds a lot like Fugate. Okay. Funke, Fugate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you. Now got it. I got it. Closure. The I, case has now been we solved. can. Now we can close the episode. <laughs> so there's a lot of um, this case was in a lot of um, like Funky. things. Ah, that's what it is. My brain feels better now. <laughs> so this case was featured in a lot of films. It was featured in The Sadist, 1963. Mm. Never heard of it. Badlands, 1973. Never heard of that one. True Romance, 1993. Nope, never heard of it. Natural Born Killers, 1994. Good movie. And a movie called Starkweather that was made in 2004. Never heard of it. As, as well as a made-for-TV movie called Murder in the Heartlands from 93. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Only one I've heard of is Natural Born Natural Killers. Killers. Woody so, Harrelson. Oh, it's so, yeah, so, it's so good. First, I mean, it's not like the best movie ever, but it's if you want to watch a fucked up crazy movie mm-hmm. with like people getting murdered all over the place, if you're into that kind of thing, it's it's well acted too. Like that's like the acting is strong. Woody yeah. Harrelson, he's such a good actor. He is. He's a great actor. He did a great job in that movie. Yeah. True Detective. Oh my Come god. On. So good in he that. He did such a good job. Love him. So did Matthew McConaughey. Oh, they both. He did great. They oh, both Rusty. Are so good. Yeah. Ugh, they're so yes. good. So bro, uh, bros, bros. What up, bros? <laughs> Bruce Springsteen actually wrote a song about them. Titled Nebraska. Oh, okay. It was from his solo album in 1982. Wasn't uh, Born to be Wild? No. That would be funny, though. (laughs) And it was from a a first-person narrative. Okay. Billy Joel also mentions the Starkweathers. Not the story of Jack and Diane? No. He mentions it in We Didn't Start the Fire. Oh! We Didn't Start start the the fire. Fire! But it was always burning since the world was turning. Yeah, yeah so I was singing that on a Titans of Time episode. <laughs> so apparently he mentions the murders from the story in that song. I have to go back and look at the lyrics. Ten o'clock, radio's on, TV's out. Uh, we didn't stop the fire. <laughs> and then he, it, uh, Starkweather was also featured in a video game where he... Um, what? Yeah. 
he was the final boss and main foe character from what? the Rockstar game Manhunt. Oh, shit. And the boss is actually called Starkweather. Oh, damn. That's kind of yeah. interesting. Which I, I, this guy I have, is famous. I have mixed feelings about this. Yeah, I, like I know. This guy would really love and this. He lo- and yeah, I he would love that all that. Yeah. Because he doesn't deserve to be happy. <sighs> so, I don't know. So, I have yep. mixed feelings about that. I get that. it. That was a lot of potential uh, for fame and murder. Mm-hmm. Murder. Murder. <laughs> Now you have to go find that episode of Frasier, please. Yep. But we're not going to tell you which ones. No. You have to watch all of them. Mm-hmm. And when you get to it, you'll be like, ah, there it is. Yep. So. You'll be like, ah, got it. <laughs> so there it is, guys. There's our third episode. Yeah. Woo. So Third yes. time's a charm. <laughs> and these people were terrible. Mm. I'm still not... So they got, for sure how I feel about Carol. So Starkweather got electrocuted, mm-hmm. and then Carol Finke got jailed and then got unjailed, mm-hmm. and now yeah. is roaming the streets. I'm sure she's. She's probably now. dead by now. Oh, I'm sure she's. She dead got out in the 70s. You said 76. Yeah, yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, she's probably very dead now. Yeah. Or so, not. You or never not. know. <laughs> well, Some people live a long time. People in Michigan, they live long. Those That's cold true. winters, they preserve you. <laughs> is that what it I, is? I'm pretty sure. Ah, well, there you go. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, well, thanks for joining us. Yes, it was fun. thank you so much. This one was not nearly as gruesome as the first one. That one uh, sucked. The first one was terrible. Fine and Clyde was, was fun. It was a little, you know. Yeah, it was less. A little pop, you know. Like everyone's heard of those people. Yes, but it was interesting nonetheless. We got it to was hear about yeah. Blanche and <laughs> That's Buck, right. Buck Wild. And not the Blanche I, that you're thinking. Not the Blanche from Golden Girls. Eat trash and die, scum, or whatever. Yeah. She, whatever. Not her. I, mean, I almost but, had it. What is it? Eat trash and die. Eat dirt and die. Eat dirt and die trash. Uh, eat dirt and die trash. Yeah, she said that. Um, eat to, dirt and die. That's a. She said like that to song. Dorothy because she thought Dorothy was. Um, eat dirt and die. Was going to get this award that she wanted when mm. in reality. She was actually trying to plan her a whole party. Eh, anyways. Yeah. yeah. Jealousy and greed. And yeah. All got in the way. Those golden girls. Those girls. <laughs> all those girls. All right. All right. Well. well been fun. Ashley and Don't Kevin. know how to end these. Yeah, sorry. So. <laughs> signing out? I don't know. No, are we signing out? I guess right. so. Until next time, guys. See you next time. Bye.